Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening to podcast number four. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how to bond with your bird. People ask me all the time, how do I bond with my bird? Birds are phenomenal pets, and they can live many, many years, especially some of the larger parrots that people have in their homes. But it's not so automatic. It's not like the bird just comes into your house and loves you and feels comfortable and bonds with you immediately. This is something that you have to work toward. It's like having another pet, like a dog or a cat. That animal isn't immediately comfortable with you. Birds are particularly intelligent, so sometimes it can be even a little harder to get these animals to bond with you. But what you'll get back from the bird is phenomenal if they do bond to you. A certain level of unconditional love, incredible intelligence, the ability to communicate with the animal, actually in language that we understand, um, in words that we understand, even in context. So it really is worth it for a bird owner to invest the time in bonding with their animal, putting that time in so they can get that incredible relationship back from them. So it is really important not just for you to bond with the bird, but for the bird to bond with you. That bird is so social. Remember that you know parrots in the wild live in flocks of hundreds to thousands of birds. They're a very social animal and they crave attention. They thrive in social situations. So birds, unfortunately, in our homes are put in unusual circumstances where they're just put in a cage, typically alone, sometimes in homes with other birds, but they're typically housed alone. Um, They're given some period of time of the day where they share that time with their owners or with other pets, but they don't have that same social bonding uh, interaction that, that birds in the wild do have all day long. So it's really important for the intellect of the bird, for the happiness and health of the bird even, psychologically, to have that bonding time with their owners. So it is something that helps both people and birds, both sides benefit. So it is really important to work toward developing that relationship with your bird. And it can take literally weeks to months to truly years to have that special relationship um, with your bird. But again, it, it really will be worth it if you invest the time. 
So people ask me again, how can I bond with my bird? What can I do that my bird will be interested in and want to spend time with me and that will be fun for both me and the bird? So one of the things I talk about first off is is food and meals. People bond over meals all the time. What do we do when we make plans with our friends and our family members? We sit down at a meal. We go out for dinner or we go out for lunch or we sit down at a big meal in our home. It's a very social activity. The same thing is true with birds in the wild. They bond over meals. They forage together. They eat big meals, you know, at dawn and dusk. And um, it's a big social activity. So this is something you can certainly do with your bird. Um, And it can be around your meal time, or it can be around whenever it's convenient for you. It can be a big deal where you're actually sitting down and having a plate of food and giving a bird a little taste of what might be safe, uh, you know, things you might be eating. Or it could just be when you're your bird is sitting down and you sit down at the same time um, and you have your food and your bird has his or her food. The thing you want to be sure of is to never share anything that's been near a human mouth because we have all kinds of germs in our mouths that birds don't have. So nothing that's been off your plate. But things like little bits of fruits or vegetables, um, something that your bird really looks forward to eating, a special treat like a little piece of pasta, a little piece of cooked eggs, something that you're eating that's safe for a bird to eat is a great way to have that bird look forward to spending time with you. Um, Sitting around with the family, um, having the bird at the table, basically on a special perch, having his own seat next to the table, coming out of the cage, as long as it's safe, you know, and he can't fly around or, you know, get pounced on by the dog or the cat, but making sure that it's safe for them And having that bird know that coming to that special perch or that special station near the table is a a social time that that bird can look forward to and know that that's a time that I'm out of my cage, I'm with my family, I'm with my flock mates who are, you know, people, but the the rest of the flock and we're sharing some food and I look forward to that every day. So food is a very social thing for birds. Um, You can also use food to train birds and training is another way that you can buy with your bird. So using little bits of your bird's favorite, favorite foods that are not available at other times is a great way that you can teach your bird new behaviors. So, you know, learning to step up, for example, onto your hand is a great first activity that you can train your bird and making it worthwhile that if you set foot with your foot on your hand, on your hand first, and then actually putting full weight, having your bird put full weight on your hand in order to get a specific favorite food item is a great way to train birds and to interact with them and establish that bond that my hand is a safe place and if you step onto my hand you get a wonderful treat. So the bird learns to associate your hand with something really fun and terrific and yummy and and that trust is established. So training, whether it's something like stepping up onto a hand or stepping down onto a perch or learning to say a certain sound and getting rewarded for that sound, all of that is establishing establishing trust between you and your bird. And that's a form of bonding as well. Um, other things you can do, another way you can bond with your bird that birds, many birds enjoy is bathing. So I take my bird, I have a Pionis parrot who I've had for 20 plus years, and he loves to bathe. Um, he comes into the bathroom with me when I shower in the morning. Sometimes it's a little daunting at first when you bring a bird into the shower for the first time because the shower is loud, um, you know, it's a oh, different temperature in the shower, um, there's water splashing. So starting with just bringing your bird into the bathroom when there's steam 
from the shower and having him on a special safe perch. There are definitely safe perches that can be used in the bathroom or even on the back of a chair in the bathroom if it's safe. Um, and just having him hear the sound of the shower, feeling the humidity of the shower. And then eventually you can try to bring him into the shower. You can perch him on the, um, the shower rod uh, and, and just have him stay there and not necessarily get wet. And then maybe just trying a little bit of gentle splashing. Some birds do like to be misted lightly with like a plant mister. Um, it just depends. You have to go gradually and let your bird guide you. But this is another way to bond with your birds. And, and birds get wet in the wild every day. It's great for their feathers. Um, their feathers are waterproof. Many birds such as cockatiels and cockatoos um, and African greys produce a powdery substance on their feathers, the powder down, that um, can really build up and they can get very dry. So bathing is really good for these birds and is generally good for most birds. Um, it helps keep them hydrated as well. So bathing is another terrific way beside eating um, and uh, training to bond with your bird. Other things you can do are sort of less labor intensive, things like just hanging out at night when you come home from work and watching TV or listening to music. You know, birds are very visual and very auditory creatures. They like to watch things. They do see in color. In fact, they see ultraviolet light. So the colors that they see are very different from the colors that we see, but they do see in color. Um, they're very drawn to detail. Their eyesight is a very sharp sense, as you know, in birds. Um, some birds can see hugely. In fact, owls can see all around 360 degrees. They're pretty amazing. Parrots can't do that, but their parrots really basically have eyes that our eyes are facing forward. Most birds' eyes are facing more toward the sides of their head, so their scope of vision is much wider than ours. They do love to watch television. Um, I encourage people to have TVs in the room of most of their birds, you know, when they're out all day long. TV is, is a wonderful way to keep a bird company and keep them attracted and excited about something. Music is another great thing. Birds hear very well. They have a very keen sense of hearing. So if you enjoy hearing music, you can share your music with your bird. Um, we all have different music tastes and birds will respond to different types of music in different ways. I know I have a bird, an African gray parrot who lives in my waiting room. And at the end of uh, the day in my animal hospital, when we're cleaning and mopping and sweeping up, we tend to put on music and it helps motivate us. Our bird target, the African gray parrot, does an incredible dance up and down, up and down, jumping around all over her perch um, because she loves music. So she clearly responds to and hears the music and, and she definitely has taste in music too. So you have to kind of see, does your bird like classical music? Does he like rock music? Um, you know, what, what is your bird's taste? And, and many birds will adapt to our tastes if they associate your being happy with a certain style of music. That bird may then become happy too when he sees that you're happy if you're his owner and, and you're enjoying it he will enjoy it as well so listening to music is another great way um, of bonding with your animal. Exercising is another terrific thing you can do. And you know, you don't have to be actively running around outside the house. It could be that maybe you're doing some stretching in your house, or maybe you have a stationary bike or a treadmill. Um, I know people that uh, bring out their birds at that time and you know, will put them on uh, you know, a perch nearby as they exercise. They'll actually have their birds um, 
flap on their arms, so they'll perch the bird on their arms and they'll raise and lower their arms quickly so that the bird has to flap, which is a great way to exercise birds without actually having them fly around. It stimulates blood flow, circulation, increases their heart rate. This is a terrific thing for a healthy bird to do. Um, it's a way of getting birds to exercise without actually having them to have to fly around or, or run around. Um, if you have a safe space in your house for birds to walk around where they can't get into trouble like chewing on wires or paint or uh, chewing on anything inappropriate, um, you can have them run around on the floor. You can even have your bird fly around if you take precautions, which means making sure all windows and doors are closed, that mirrors are covered, ceiling fans are off, um, there are no open pots of hot water or fireplaces or candles burning, anything that could get a bird into trouble. But if you take precautions, it's not bad to have birds fly around as long as there are no other pets that are going to, you know, jump on them and there's nothing that they can get into trouble with. So having some shared time to exercise is another way that you can bond with your bird. Um, that really can be fun and really healthy for both of you. These are all sort of social situations and you may want to include other people in the house. Maybe, you know, all your family listens to a TV show together or music together or maybe, you know, uh, you're exercising with your partner in your house. What, whatever you normally do, you can include your bird um, to in the activities that you enjoy. And it's amazing. They really, really uh, enjoy many of the same things that we do. So... We do have to remember, though, that birds don't always want to hang out with us. Sometimes, you know, we all have periods where we're a little antisocial, where we'd rather be resting or sleeping or doing something on our own. And you really have to take cues from your bird to learn when is a time they want to be social, when they want to bond and hang out with you, and when maybe they just don't. Um, I can always tell with my bird, based on body language, if I go to get him out of his cage and he leans away from me and he gives me that kind of Mm, I'm not really ready to do that kind of expression or if he snaps at me a little bit sometimes birds will lean forward and try to bite um, sometimes they'll back themselves into the back of their cages um, sometimes they'll just you know lean away from you those are all signs that say hey you know what I just really don't want to do that now I don't want to train with you I'm not hungry I'm kind of into my own space and that's okay, you know, we all have times when we just want to be alone. So, or just even if they want to hang out with you, but not necessarily be out of their space, their cage, or off of their perch, you have to, again, take cues from your bird, and every bird is different. Um, some birds are extremely social, and they never do that, and then there are other birds who clearly only, you know, want to spend time with you on their own schedule. So just learn to read your bird's body language, listen to the sounds your birds make when they're happy, um, and listen to the sounds they make when they're a little annoyed. Uh, I hear all the time African gray parrots are notorious for growling. That's a sound they make when they're annoyed. And if you've ever heard one growl, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it, it really just sounds like a growl. And if you hear a bird do that, what an African gray do that, then you know this is not the time to handle them. It just means go away and I just need to be by myself right now. So different birds have different sounds, but you'll get to know your own bird sounds and body language if you pay attention. 
I also hear from people a lot about, you know, oh, my bird only likes my husband or my girlfriend or my son or, you know, one particular person in the house. And I hear that all the time. Typically, it's the person who they spend the most time with. So again, the more time you invest in spending with the bird, the more time that bird will give back, the more comfortable that bird is with that particular person, the more relaxed they are, uh, the more they look forward to spending time with that person. That person may be the person that feeds them, gives them treats, um, takes them out the most, and, and that may be the person that they like best. Um, certainly, there are some types of birds that this is more common with. I definitely think African gray parrots tend to be one-on-one -on -one type birds. They do pick out one person in the family to hang out with the most or that they favor. I often hear this about Amazon parrots as well and sometimes about cockatoos. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't mean that a bird can't adapt to and be comfortable with other people in the family. Um, it can cause problems at times when that one favored person is in the room with another human being. Like if uh, the bird really happens to love, you know, your girlfriend and you come in and you're with your girlfriend and that bird gets really, really jealous, um, you have to then positively, re positively reinforce, meaning give it some sort of treat, praise, uh, a piece of food, a little scratch on the head for positive interaction of the bird with the most favored person in the presence of another person. So if that bird loves your girlfriend and you come in the room and the bird starts to kind of give you uh, a bad vibe, um, try to snap at you or scream at you because you're there and you're interacting with the girlfriend, well then if the bird starts to calm down and does something appropriate and, and interacts with you and your girlfriend properly, that's time to praise the bird and let him know we can all be here together and it's still fun. It's still good. You're still going to get a reward or some verbal praise or a scratch on the head or whatever makes that bird happy. But that's a form of training that you have to work on. So when I do hear from people that my bird only likes this particular person in the house, you know, I explain that it will take time and some interaction and some training to get that bird used to working and being around and, and living harmoniously with the favored person as well as other people in the house. Um, and that can be true of other pets in the house too. I mean, it may be that uh, a bird may get jealous when you're with your dog in the room, even though your bird loves you when you're alone in the room. So it may mean that in the presence of your dog, if the bird is acting calm and quiet, you give your bird a little treat or a scratch on the head or, or you know, some verbal praise to just show him that it's okay, the dog can be here too, and you still love the bird as well. Um, it's really important to try to work out this dynamic so that if your bird uh, has a change in his life, like you move to a new house or you move to a new location altogether, a different state or a country, um, or you have new people coming into the house, or even if your bird gets sick and requires medications, that you have that relationship of trust with your bird and that that bird can rely on you as 
sort of the steady thing in his life. So that if the other things change, the environment changes, the cage changes, there are new people in the house, a new baby comes in, uh, a new pet, um, you know, you have a new partner in your life or your schedule changes, that that bird's sort of rock, that bond with you, that trusting experience with you is there to pull your bird through these changes. So investing time in establishing this relationship with your bird so that the bird knows that no matter what, you're going to be there for him, even if there's some other change, then, um, you know, it, it will make the bird much more adaptable and much more likely to come through the change without a lot of upset and a lot of problems. So again, investing time in your bird and bonding with your bird is not only important for you and what you're going to get out of the relationship, that companionship, um, that communication, that uh, unconditional love and happiness that you get from a bird who comes in and just wants to be with you and, and is excited about coming out of his cage and hanging out with you and sharing a meal with you or dancing to music. That's what you get out of it, and what he gets out of it is just that time that he looks forward to spending with his favorite person or his favorite people, um, getting that terrific treat, but only from you. Um, all that social and stimulating time. Remember, birds are in their cages for long periods of time during the day when we're at work or when we're out, and they really crave attention. They're truly social creatures. So as much time as we can give them, uh, as much time to bond with them as possible is what they need. It's really important for their socialization, for their psychological development, and for their long-term happiness. So you will not regret the time that you put into developing a relationship with your bird. You'll get a lot out of it. He'll get out of a lot, a lot out of it too, and you'll enjoy him for many, many, many years. Remember, some of these larger birds can live decades and uh, can be passed down through families and, and develop these long-lasting special bonds with numerous members of the family. So um, if you are going to get a bird, do think, do I have time to bond with this bird? Do I have the, the time and the means available to spend with this animal? Um, you know, is it something, is this something that I really want to invest? It is an important consideration when you're getting a bird, not something to rush into. If you can't spend that time with a bird, it may be that a bird isn't the right pet for you. But if you can, um, it will be completely worth it. And you'll develop your own ways to bond with your bird. I'd be curious to hear them myself. I'm always hearing about new ways that people bond with their animals. Um, it's, it's really kind of fun to hear about the different ways that people spend time with their pets at, at home. So I hope that this has shed a little more light on um, how to bond with your bird and the importance of bonding with your bird. Um, I hope that you will try some of these things with your own bird at home. And just remember that when you're listening to Zoo Nation here throughout these episodes, you also follow our Zupreme Facebook page where we'll have posts before every show where you can ask questions for me to answer on the show. In this case, particular things you may want to know about bonding with your own bird. You also will see sneak peeks to episodes you may have missed there as well. So thank you so much for listening to Zoo Nation. I'm Dr. Lori Hess. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at Zupreme at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. 
If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. 